Hey there, and welcome back to the second season of the Mother's Empowerment Podcast. We have some amazing interviews for you this spring. First of all, we talk about how to align with the seasons of the moon. We also touch in on maternal mental health and finding your purpose and passion inside and outside of motherhood. Remember to subscribe and send the podcast to your friend who might benefit from it. We all could use a little more empowerment these days. See you inside the episode. Hello and welcome to the Mother's Empowerment Podcast. I'm your host, Isabel Bridges, and here on this show, we dive deep into all things mothering, sistering, and humaning. Because the roles that you play are something you learned, not who you are. Let's begin. Susie Zobrist is a sacred pelvic care specialist, ceremonial body worker, and pleasure coach. She was initiated into womb healing work after suddenly losing her womb to ovarian cancer at age 30. After a radical hysterectomy that left her totally numb and disconnected from her womanhood and pelvic space, Susie became an apprentice to her own womb healing path. You are going to love this conversation where Susie and I talk about pleasure, having self-care as a mom, and why using our voices is so important, not only for our own well-being, but for the well-being of those that we care about. Listen in. Hello, and welcome back to the Mother's Empowerment Podcast. I'm your host, Isabel, and today we are welcoming on Susie Zobrist. Welcome, Susie. Oh, thank you so much. I'm really happy to be here with you today. This is going to be such a juicy conversation. Susie and I have already like just been twittering away, and I'm really excited to hit record so that you can listen in. Before we dive into our conversation, though, Susie, I would love for you to introduce yourself. Let our listeners know a little bit about who you are, the type of work that you do. And then I'd also love to hear you share a little bit about what empowerment means to you personally. Yeah, thank you so much. So my name's Susie, and I live up on Orcas Island in Washington State. And I've uh, been a long time sacred pelvic care specialist and ceremonial body worker. And so what that means is, is that I really help women come home into their bodies again, specifically in their pelvis and their womb and their uh, you know reproductive organs, their vulva, all of that tissue there. And um, this is really, you know, asking about um, empowerment. This is very much about that empowerment for me is like literally coming home again to the root of your body and uh, like really getting to know yourself again. So, you know, on the journey of motherhood, sometimes there's lots of changes that happen in the physical body. And so that empowerment is about getting to know yourself again, but also getting to know like your anatomy and your physiology, like this, you know, flesh and flesh and blood body, as well as what's moving through you in your life currently. So it's very much like empowerment for me is really getting to know yourself again, where you are right in this time on your journey. 
I'm so excited that you said that um, because, oh gosh, life is just such a journey. And there's this, the metaphor of the journey is like movement for me. And I will just lay it all out there right now. I'm having an, a very heavy period at the moment. Uh, and <sighs> I just, I operate differently when I am menstruating than mm-hmm. when I am, say, ovulating. You know, going to go out on a limb and say, we all do, those of us who are menstruating. And it's not always honored in our culture to treat ourselves differently when we're in different parts of our cycle, whether that's the menstrual cycle or the life cycle or the cycle of the day. Um, So it's really nice to hear you talk about how empowerment is related to our bodies. Well, I think about that oftentimes in life, we can compare ourselves to where we used to be when we were younger or before we had children and there isn't any going back, right? And so part of that empowerment is really that that deep self-love and compassion and acceptance for where we are now. And then we have different seasons of our life, different seasons of our um, cycle or menstruation, you know? And so it's like, can we kind of be more in tune? And I really look actually to the to the nature that's moving around us as kind of uh, an inner uh, compass, if you will. So what is going on outside in the natural world? And we live in, uh, we all live in different places in the world, right? Mm -hmm. And so we all have a different uh, rhythm and climate that we're in, but it's very much that guide for us. You know, it's like, oh, what is moving outside in the, in the nature and what is moving inside of me? Right. And so you know, part of the work that I do is I offer different courses and programs online that are very much about learning about the the physicality, the body. But then I also am a hands-on practitioner. So a lot of women will come and will spend multiple days together so that they can receive the hands-on care that their bodies are needing. And so in some ways, then we release what is restricting us and start to kind of come back in again to our own inner knowing and our own rhythm. It's really, for some reason, I'm thinking of it's like a homecoming again, right? Really coming back in touch again with ourselves and then leaving feeling free and liberated and uh, turned on again. Yeah, I am. I am really loved that you are saying turned on too, because, um, so many of the women that I talk to almost turn off, turn off a part of themselves when they become mothers. And it's like they are, our culture kind of tells us that that is a like a requirement uh, of motherhood. But then we're raising our children from this place of like, I'm not, I'm turned off. So I like my stake in the ground is like, no, let's change that. Let's like put joy and pleasure and oomph back into our lives and like raise our children from that perspective. Um, And it's just not that easy. So I'd love to hear your take on, on how we can have like 
actual tangible ways that we can do that so that it's just not something that we another should right yeah i think a lot about that you know it's like on that journey of motherhood it's like we um are you know we have a partner or not but anyway we have this beautiful um love making experience and this child this life is created and then we grow that child and birth them into the world and then it's like our role changes and we are tending and you know loving our children and then our sexuality kind of dims a little bit and it's very um natural in the you know early time of motherhood because it, i mean it's so overwhelming who's got time to think about pleasure whether it's sexual pleasure or not but then there is like that i always look at pleasure as it's like a fire and so we want to keep tending our own pleasure in our life because if we let the fire go out then it's like cold and damp and it's hard to rekindle that mm-hmm. and this is very much like a uh, pleasure in again not just sexual pleasure but we certainly aren't going to be able to get to sexual pleasure if we don't have the um just the everyday enjoyment of life. Mm-hmm. And so if we come back to that fire analogy, I always have this vision that if we've let the fire go out, then it's like rubbing two wet sticks together trying to get that fire to spark and it's a lot of work and maybe we don't want to really put the effort into it or we don't have time or whatever. But if we can keep tending our fire, then we can keep it lit and there'll be moments when that fire is really big and we might have big periods of creativity or we could say a lot of passion and energy moving through our bodies and there might be other times when it's just like a warm glow there but we want to keep tending it and so one of the really big pieces you know coming back to that empowerment that that I want to just encourage everyone that's listening is can we remember what it is that we love what it is that brings us joy and pleasure and it could be simple things like i just love to take a bath or have a cup of tea or go for a walk or sit in the sun and just like let that warmth touch me right just these really simple things it doesn't have to be grandiose but we could add those on there too spa day or uh, take a trip somewhere whatever it's the remembering again of what it is that we love, what it is that brings us pleasure, and then prioritizing doing those things, at least one thing a day. And then while we're doing those things, remembering how much we love it and really allowing it to come in and pleasure us, right? So, so much I think of like tending of the fire is uh, actually feeling it, right? Recognizing it that, oh, I'm doing this for me. Sometimes it's, I think that when we're mothers, we're doing so much tending and caring for others that our own needs get kind of put aside. And so this is just like a really simple way that we can begin to tend to ourselves again, tend to our own fire. And then, of course, we can, it's like a a foundation for it to grow from, right? So just like a simple thing of like, make a list. What do you love? You could even put it up on your fridge and then uh, look at, all right, what do I want to do today that really like lights me up? Yeah. I almost want to have our listeners literally pause if you're in a place, a safe place to do it and like grab a pen, 
grab a piece of paper or your journal or whatever and like start your list right now and write 10 things stream of consciousness that you love. Yeah. And what's beautiful about the list is that as you start going, you're going to think of more things, right? And it's like the mental list, or I love a physical list, something that you can see. And literally it's just a moment of like, yeah, hitting pause, writing a few things down and then that remembering and then doing those things. It's just like, that's like that opening up yourself to that pleasure again. And uh, uh, yeah, I'm remembering you say coming home to myself again and just that feeling of like the pleasure of home and the the coziness. And but I'm imagining that we experience pleasure differently. Like for me, being home and cozy is my like pleasure place. But for someone else, like you said, it might be traveling. So I would be so curious to like really see everyone everyone's pleasure list and just see how maybe vast it is or maybe a lot of the things that I find pleasure in many other people find pleasure in. that'd be so interesting to see well some of the things I think that come up on our person like on my personal list it was that acknowledgement that I loved it and giving myself permission to actually do the things that I love And I have a really great story that um, my husband and I have been together for 30 years. And uh, many years ago, he offered to give me a massage. And, you know, we have a young child at home. She's all grown up now. My daughter's 22 now. But um, and I said, I don't have time for a massage. Right. And he said to me, why would you ever say no to pleasure? Mm -hmm. And it really stopped me. And I thought, why would I? Mm-hmm. And it helped me see all of the times and places and ways in my life that I deny myself pleasure. Mm-hmm. I don't have time for it. Don't prioritize it. And so I always remember those words. Why would I ever say no to pleasure? And so it's like in those moments when I kind of feel that, you know, I don't have time to give to myself. And I, and I go, well, actually I do. This really should be a priority because when I feel good, right? And this is what you were talking about earlier. If I'm living a vibrant life and I'm tending to myself, my physical body, my heart, my mind, my spirit, I'm modeling this for my children mm-hmm. and I'm showing them. And so it doesn't mean that I'm neglecting them or I'm not there for them. I'm actually showing them how to live a turned on life, how to tend to their needs and their desires, them for them, right? Me for me. And uh, and so this is really, uh, we don't have to sacrifice ourselves. And um, yeah, so just something else to ponder, you know, like, how are you denying yourself pleasure? So why would you ever say no to pleasure? You know, I want to speak to that voice inside that might be saying, well, it's, it's selfish. It's selfish to take a shower in the middle of the day when I have children um, who, you know, are asking for my attention. It's selfish to drink an entire cup of coffee while it's warm um, because my kids need me to make breakfast and, you know, do all the things. 
<sighs> how do we speak to that voice? How do we just like either calm her or change her mind or something? Because th- this voice in so many of us is just screaming like all of all of these pleasure practices just feel selfish and not worth it. And I don't want to be seen as a bad mom because I'm taking time to do these things. Right. And one thing I want to say is I really believe in keeping things simple. So a pleasure practice doesn't have to take very long, right? And so we you just mentioned like having a cup of coffee or um, taking a shower or a bath for you. And these in a lot of ways are just our basic needs. And I feel like it's really important. Here's the modeling again to communicate to our children that I'm going to sit and have a cup of coffee right now because I need to take care of myself. And it's like this communication, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like part of um, the work that I do too is for for a long time now, women's voices have been silenced. And this is very much cultural and generational. And so for us to uh, not have a voice, and there's so many places this shows up for us. And so in so many ways, it's like, it's hard to overcome that. And so this is where we can, you know, begin to voice our needs and our desires, not from a place of selfishness, but just from a place of like real basic self-need, right? And uh, not in a way, it's like sometimes we've let things go too long and then there's like an edge or there's an irritability or there's a frustration that can come in and, and we're, we're fatigued and we're wiped out and, you know, we're like fried yeah. the nerves. Right. And so this is where we want to start to make small changes over time. One of the um, images that I kind of hold in my head too, is like, we're on a healing journey. I feel like all of us are are on a healing journey of some kind. And we could even say on the journey of motherhood, right? We come into it, we don't know anything. <laughs> and we're just finding our way. And every child that we have is different. Every relationship we have is different. And so we're always constantly navigating. Nothing ever stays the same. And so we're going to be always you know, it's like, here's that coming home again to ourselves. We have to come to our own ballast. And the more that we can tune in and listen to what our own truth is, what is moving in us, you know, instead of holding the voice, then we're going to be better able to, you know, navigate and navigate in our relationships. And one of the ways that I, I don't know, this is just kind of what's moving in me right now is I like to take a moment in the morning and your children might be up already, but maybe you get up before, before the children. And I like to go outside and just stand with my feet on the earth. And I face to the East where the sun is rising Mm -hmm. and I do it every morning without fail. And I just let that morning it's like sometimes there's birds, sometimes there's wind, rain, the seasons are different. And I just let that nature moving around me, touch me deeply, just coming out of like that sleep time and the whole day 
is ready and open? And how do I want to show up for it? And I really, I just kind of envision like letting that nature bless me and strengthen me and fortify me. And it's a moment then to check in with my heart, what's moving. And then I speak a little blessing out loud into the morning air. It's really like, bless me. Thank you for my life today. Mm -hmm. I want to show up and, you know, feel good in my body to be a, a um, loving, caring uh, mother, to be a leader to my community, whatever it is for you personally. It's like just putting that good blessing out there and, and letting that nature bless you. I oftentimes will bring water too and put a good, put that good blessing in that water and drink it and bring it in. And mm -hmm. then I live my life. I walk it and I'm like, I'm walking in that prayer. I'm walking in that gratitude. And that helps me talk about a homecoming, right? Every day remembering. And then also like that constant reminder of like, I need to do something for me today. Just one thing mm -hmm. and wanting it to be something that I love and that I enjoy and brings me pleasure. And then also, you know, speaking those things to our children. So we don't need to make it about I'm neglectful or I'm selfish or that guilt like that's that's the patriarchy telling you right that's that silencing of your voice and your needs and it doesn't you don't have to be angry right? mm. you know that's like we don't have to i mean we can be yeah. outraged about it but that's not really going to serve us in our everyday it's like turn that into that fire into that passion like your creation and you know be that good person in the world. Bless yourself, bless your family, live a good life, do the things that make you happy. Just small little things. Oh, Susie, I love that you're talking about the voice. And I want to ask for a little anatomy lesson because I've heard that the larynx and the yoni have an anatomical similarities. Yes. So that talk to us about that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting. So it's the vocal cords okay. and the cervix have very similar um, anatomical, uh, I want to say anatomical anatomy, but they look very similar. Mm -hmm. And uh, also the larynx, like you're talking about, and the uterus, cervix, and the vaginal canal. All of that, that, those structures are very similar in shape and size and function. And so when we start to come to, like, if we come back to birth, for example, the opening of the jaw, so the jaw and the pelvis are also really a mirror for one another. Mm -hmm. And so when we can relax and open our jaw, when we can express our, even, I mean, it might be our outrage that we're expressing, but can also be our joy, yeah. our laughter, our song, that openness, right? It's really like that connection of the heart and that expression. And then if we take it to the roots, that if we're talking about pleasure, which is I really see that pleasure really starts, we could say, at the yoni, right? Yeah. And rises from that place. This is they're the, the nerves that are held in this tissue are nerves of arousal and nerves of pleasure. They do not need to be used in, you know, for sexuality, although they certainly can be, can be very juicy. 
But then it's like if we can allow that the, the connection between the root and the voice, then all of a sudden that fire, that passion, the things that are moving through us can be expressed in the world. When we are tight, and I think a lot about um, our lives are full, they're busy, there's a lot of tension and restriction and kind of lockdown that can happen. And we'll feel it sometimes in our jaw and we'll oftentimes feel it in our pelvic diaphragm, which are the muscles of the pelvis. It's like then all of a sudden things are tight. There's pain. Um, we feel like shut off from the belly button down. It's like I can't even imagine getting turned on sexually. I can't even feel anything down there, right? And so this is where we can start to do practices. Um, I think about like dancing and singing and, you know, places where our voice feels free and liberated. This is why I like that morning practice of speaking a blessing out loud. It's like, ah, I'm actually opening myself up, right? And so the these practices, you know, they're very simple to learn. I do a lot of breath work practice too, because the breath is, you know, very much what kind of opens up our, our ability to feel again, right? The, the connection to the, the our physicality. Uh, and so the more that we can, um, I want to just say like honor our truth, honor what's moving in us and speak it, even if it's just us acknowledging it within our own self, that's that first step, right? Uh, and then we can start to uh, bring it into different places of the body. Yeah. And coming back to that self-empowerment piece. Yes, definitely. Yeah, I think about like our feet on the earth and our legs coming up to the pelvis, you know, it's like, that's like, I mean, even the pelvis, it's like shaped like a bowl. <laughs> right. And um, for some reason, I'm thinking about like the cauldron yes. for some reason, but I, you know, it's holding like the, our, our um, life force held in that space. And I also think about the womb, the womb space and the womb, not just the uterus, but the, <clears throat> the whole bowl for me, I think of it, it's like the temple. Yes. And we could say that the, that life force energy, you know, just even like the, you know, the yoni and into the vagina and into that bowl is, um, this is like that inner honoring, you know, that temple. Mm -hmm. And how do we come home to that again and, and really take some time to listen to kind of the creation? You had mentioned at the beginning too, you know, about being on your menstrual cycle right now. And I think about, you know, that there are these moments in our life. And so if you're menstruating, it might be monthly, mm -hmm. but then there's these different seasons of our life where our ideas and our visions and our creations are, are gestating inside of us. Some of them will take root and will uh, bloom open mm -hmm. in our lives. Others of them, they're going to be released and let go. And so I always think about too, like menstrual cycle time is like this beautiful time of release and renewal. It's like the tending of your inner soils so that what's coming next, those new ideas, those new visions, those new seeds 
can be, you know, some will take root and be tended in your life. So I just love that, you know, that and allowing yourself that time, um, you know, for, for that clearing and like, um, I don't know, for some reason thinking like that fallow, fallow earth, you know, like it's important to have that cleansing so that new creations can, can be birthed and come forth. Mm -hmm. And honoring that season, not just kind of like wishing it away or pushing through it, but like really getting what it is here to give us. Well, so much of it is about slowing down and we really, in our culture, certainly not encouraged to slow down. And again, this is kind of like with the pleasure practices, we can keep it simple and slowing down doesn't necessarily mean stopping. (laughs) Although sometimes we have to, that's sometimes I think why we get sick, right? Is that we literally need to come to a standstill, but it's like, can we do like 1% less and Mm -hmm. We get so used to the pedal moving, you know, really in the car, like when you've been on the freeway and you've been going fast and then you exit (laughs) and you're feeling that momentum. So we just want to slowly start to ease off like 1%. It's like, all right, today, I actually just need a little more rest. So doesn't mean that you're going to get a nap, (laughs) but the way that you're breathing, the pace of your body, your mind if we can slow it down a little bit, then there's like that built-in recharge for us. And even during menstrual time, you may not be able to just cozy up in bed. That's what you're talking about, how you like to get cozy, right? Because you've got children. And so it's like, oh, but you know, I can move at a little different rhythm and maybe even communicating to the family. I need to just go a little bit slower today. I need to, you know, to go at a different pace. And the family, I think really, um, takes their cues from the mama, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, we're going to go at a different pace today. And it's all good. Yes. Yes. Well, I am feeling us tapering towards the end. And I don't want us to have this abrupt stop. I want to honor the the slowness of us moving to the finale. And I want to definitely have you back because I already have so many more questions. Um, So let me ask you, is there anything else that you want to let our listeners know before we close? Well, part of what I'm thinking, I love it is like um, we, we had talked before the podcast about all these ideas and then things just have a way of their own and this, this evolved the way that it did. And so just really trusting. And so that's part of what I'm feeling is that can we just keep things a little bit more simple, you know, just the little things that we can do to tend to ourselves. So whether it's doing something pleasurable um, every day for yourself can be a small thing, speaking your your blessings uh, every day to your own self, whether it's in your own heart or out loud, and taking that time to have little recharge, right? It's like, how can we tend to our own spirits, tend to our own physicality in a way that's um, really simple? So we can really overcomplicate things. And so just that reminder, you know, may listening to this podcast, it's like, I want to say, give yourself permission, you know, may it uh, validate, oh yeah, I matter. Yeah. And I want to 
give more to myself in, you know, really nourishing ways. And the more that we nourish ourselves, the more that we have to nourish others in our lives. So keep it simple. That's kind of what I'm feeling inside of myself, you know, and, um, and blessings to all of you that are listening. And, you know, may this conversation, you know, light something up inside of you, you know, may you tend to your own body, to your own spirit, to your own womb, and may you have uh, more pleasure in your life. Mm. Yeah. So thank you for that. I'll ask you our last question. And this is the question I ask all of my guests. And that is, what is a next empowering action that you'd like to invite our listeners to take? Thank you for asking that. I feel like um, what what's resonating for me from through this conversation is the way that you had encouraged the listeners, like take a moment and sit with yourself and write a few things down. Here's like an action step, the things that you love. It doesn't have to take very long. It's literally a piece of paper and a pen and taking like minutes and just writing a few things down. It's like that remembering again of like the trueness of you, what's moving in you right now in your life. And you might surprise yourself with the things that you that you love and then doing one thing a day. And as you're doing it, really like allowing yourself to enjoy it. Right? Why would you ever say no to pleasure? Mm-hmm. And so this just feels like um, a good action step that you can take uh, and you can keep adding to it as well. So I hope that that's helpful to you, that deep remembering of what it is that you love. Mm, I'm going to stack on that and I'm going to invite our listeners to take a, fi- a picture of their list and then tag both Susie and I um, on your social media, whatever that may be for you, so that we can uh, share in your joy and in your pleasure and celebrate you taking this next empowering action. Susie, would you share with our listeners where they can find you? And then we'll also have that in the show notes. Yeah, absolutely. So I I'm out on the socials. I'm Instagram is my first and last name, Susie Zobrist. And then I also have uh, my website, Root Medicine Healing. And I have some, you know, really beautiful offerings. I'm really excited about some of the things that are upcoming. But part of what I'm hearing from folks is they're missing being in, in community together. And so part of what I'm trying, what I'm creating is bringing women together so that we can hear one another's voices, be together in these different rituals and ceremonies. And then, of course, if anyone is ever needing any hands-on care or, you know, one-on-one, I also offer that as well around the pelvis and women's health and sexuality and all of those good, juicy things. Awesome. Thank you so much, Susie. You're welcome. It was so great to talk with you. I look forward to another one soon. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Mother's Empowerment Podcast. That's all for today, my friends. And here's what I want you to remember. Empowerment is an inside job. The only one who can empower you is you.
Today's episode was produced by Brendan Lindsay. Intro and outro music are by Matthew Randolph. I'm Isabel Bridges, author of Daddy Daughter Day. I'm also the founder of the Mother's Empowerment Sisterhood. You can learn more about my work and join the sisterhood at isabelbridges.com. I'm offering a 50% off discount for a limited time only. So check it out today, isabelbridges.com. Hey there, I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you did, I encourage you to rate and review. This allows more women like you to learn about the show. Also, just so you know, the Mother's Empowerment Sisterhood is diving deep into the topic of cultivating village. So if that's something that you are interested in, you can learn more at isabelbridges.com. See you there.